Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Has anyone still got a book from their school library that they never returned? And do you ever wonder what the fine would be if you took it back now? In a similar vein, in Yorkshire, England, a pensioner returned a packet of biscuits that he stole from a cafe where he worked when he was only 15 years old. The pensioner told the cafe owner he'd always felt bad about it, and so, 50 years later, he went back to the cafe. The owner, who was oblivious that the biscuits had even been stolen, was amazed when his former employee, now aged 60, returned the biscuits. No charges were laid and the owner said, We just had a really good laugh about it. That story takes the cake. I'm Tori Hodgman and welcome to the Smooth Criminal Podcast. A huge thank you to Smooth Criminal Groupie Andrew D of Queensland for suggesting this week's theme. His idea was inspired by the recent adoption in my household of a nine-year-old overweight female tabby cat called Biscuit, who it turns out is quite the Tasmanian celebrity. You can follow her on Instagram at BiscuitBoombar. So today, in Biscuit's honour, we're looking at crimes involving pastries. And for some clarification from the start, particularly for our American listeners... What we call in Australia and the UK a biscuit is what you guys call a cookie. What you guys call a biscuit, we call a scone. So when I say biscuit, think cookie. Cool? Awesome. To Portland, Oregon, where some truly unusual crimes were occurring over a period of six weeks that had authorities stumped. Police are used to vandals using spray paint to graffiti any surface, or bricks to smash windows, using baseball bats to smash up cars. But the Portland police were very surprised when someone started trashing cars with pastries. And when I say pastries, we're talking maple bars smeared on cars, donuts left on top of windshield wipers, and pastries being strewn all over people's yards. Now, I had to Google maple bars and discovered their rectangular donuts topped with a maple glaze. We don't have anything like that here and I could do with one of those right now. One witness told police she had seen more than a dozen incidents of food smeared all over cars. In addition to pastry, she said the vandals had also used yogurt, eggs and cakes. And after witnessing so many random attacks, she decided it was time to contact the police. A second witness also got in touch with police to say that her vehicle had been hit six times twice with maple bars, once with a cinnamon donut, once with pink yogurt, once with bread soaked in white slimy liquid. I don't even want to think what that might have been. And on the final occasion, her car had been covered in red potato salad. Now, I also had to Google red potatoes and learned that they're also called new potatoes, red bliss potatoes and boiling potatoes. So... I'm still really none the wiser, but in the pictures, they just look like regular old spuds to me. Police believe the victims were chosen at random and the perpetrators were most likely kids. Lieutenant Mike Ruches said extra patrols were added to try and find out who was behind these unusual attacks on unsuspecting cars and said, 
In my 25 years in police services, I have never investigated or seen a criminal mischief involving pastries. Sometimes even the sweetest stories can take a very dark turn. In Greenville, South Carolina, a mother posted on her Facebook page that a man had bought $500 worth of Girl Scout cookies. That's 120 boxes so that the kids selling them could get out of the cold. According to CNN, several girls were selling the cookies outside a supermarket when the man approached and bought seven boxes. He then circled back and said, pack up all of your cookies, I'm taking them all so y'all can get out of this cold. Sounds pretty thoughtful, right? Well, wait until you hear the next bit. Turns out the man who appeared to be thoughtful and generous was, in fact, according to Drug Enforcement Administration one of a group named in a federal indictment that included conspiracy to distribute cocaine, heroin and fentanyl, racketeering and conspiracy to defraud the United States. The man, identified as Detrick Lee McGowan, was arrested and he entered a plea of not guilty to 10 counts that he'd been implicated in. According to the Washington Post, the group allegedly conspired to bring in drugs from Mexico and take more than a million dollars out of the U.S., After the news of McGowan's legal troubles, the local Girl Scouts organisation stressed that no troop members had faced any danger. Nobody was hurt, nobody was threatened, said Karen Kelly of Girl Scouts of South Carolina Mountains to Midlands. In August this year, McGowan pleaded guilty in the Federal District Court in Spartanburg to plotting the assassination of people involved in his federal drug case. An inmate alerted authorities that McGowan had offered him 10 grand to kill a prosecutor and at least one witness after he was released from prison. McGowan himself faces life in prison and is to be sentenced at a later date. With the advent of social media, everyone has to be very careful about what they post online. And some jobs you need to take more care than others, like politicians, for example, or school teachers, or the police. In the UK, new guidelines warn police officers against documenting their own exploits online. The police are also warned against the potential embarrassment that could be caused if they tweet their, inverted commas, dinner, biscuits, donuts. Perhaps the police were in pastry comas when they missed some critical evidence in the next case. In what could only be described as ironic, a police officer failed to recognise a standard donut glaze, which ultimately led to a Florida man being awarded a $37,500 cash settlement after police wrongly arrested him for being in possession of meth. When Daniel Rushing was arrested in 2015 following a traffic stop, Police noted in their arrest report a rock-like substance on the floorboard where his feet were in the car. The Orlando police thought this substance was meth and arrested rushing, but it turns out the substance was simply donut glaze, confirmed in a test by the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. In this next story, however, which is also from Florida... A man was arrested for not telling his friend, a lady by the name of Renee Holloway, that the peanut butter cookies he offered were laced with marijuana. 70-year-old William Van Arsdale didn't tell his friend about the special cookies 
because the amount in them was so small he didn't think it would affect her. But it turns out it did affect her and she started to feel, in her own words, woozy and attended hospital only to discover that she'd in fact been chomping down on pot cookies with her old mate Will. Van Arsdale was charged with three felonies including possession and reckless tampering. And in another story from Florida, and I'll admit I've been a bit cheeky because it's a bit of a play on the subject of this episode, but I had to include it. A stash of cocaine hidden inside a Cookie Monster doll landed a marathon Florida man in jail on a drug charge. 39-year-old Camus McNair was arrested after a traffic stop in the Florida Keys involving a car with heavily tinted windows and an obscured licence plate. The police officer who pulled him over noticed a very strong marijuana smell, so he searched the guy's backpack and found the Cookie Monster doll, which weighed more than it should, and the officer also noticed a slit had been cut into the back of it. 300 grams, or 11 ounces, of cocaine was found inside the doll and McNair was thrown into jail. C is for cookie, that's good enough for me. C is for cookie, that's good enough for me. C is for cookie, that's good enough for me. Oh, cookie, cookie, cookie starts with C. Over to LA where a government official disgraced himself for stealing a moon pie. The Google machine came to the rescue once again. And a moon pie is an American confection which consists of two round graham cracker cookies with marshmallow in the centre dipped in a flavoured coating. Like, to me, if you add some jam, what Americans call jello, you have something similar maybe to a wagon wheel. You'd think a government official could afford a moon pie, so I have no idea what he was thinking when he pilfered the banana cream moon pie from Ragusa's meat market. Video surveillance captured Councilman John Givens eating the pie in the store and then putting the wrapper in his pocket. When approached by an employee of the store who asked Givens if he intended to pay for whatever's in your pocket, Givens pulled out his councilman's badge and said, you must not know who I am. Mr Givens, or Mr Takens, was booked on counts of theft for goods and abuse of office. But the store later asked Baker Police for any charges against Givens to be dropped. What kind of a person attempts to rob a fast food restaurant of pie? The answer is the 62-year-old man in Baltimore who busted into a Popeye's and, according to security camera footage, ate 16 slices of pie. He also consumed some applesauce and drank some water before passing the fuck out on the floor. Australia, you haven't let us down. In Melbourne, a would-be thief went to great lengths to break into a Melbourne bakery, only to find himself trapped in a locked storeroom. He was captured on CCTV, stacking containers, chairs and bins in a desperate attempt to climb up to the roof. In over 30 minutes of footage, the cameras filled him attempting to scale the giant pile of items and crashing back down to the ground on at least five occasions. The would-be burglar eventually freed himself and handed himself into the police. Like, I've heard of some really stupid crimes, but that one takes the cake. I don't think he even got away with any dough. He better not get away with this. And all of these lame bakery puns? Sorry, I was on a roll. 
Okay, still in Australia, and this is a story I remember really well because I was living where it happened in Adelaide, South Australia at the time and also doing stand-up comedy and I included this in one of my routines. Somebody at the cheesecake shop in Modbury, an outer suburb of Adelaide, made a chocolate cake with marijuana among the ingredients and put it in the fridge for a colleague. However, another cheesecake shop employee inadvertently sold it to a mother for her son's 17th birthday party. Now this story made the news and I can still recall his 79-year-old grandmother being interviewed. She was among the guests who ate some of the cake and most of them were horrified, but she said she felt a little bit silly. In her words, the cake was nice, but whoever it was had spiced it up a bit. I went for a trip to the moon. I was completely out of it. Way to go, Granny. So that's it for another episode of Smooth Criminal. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, CastBox, the Smooth Criminal podcast channel on YouTube. We're on Facebook, Twitter, or at our website, which has changed. Just go to shows.acast.com forward slash smooth criminal. And thanks once again to Smooth Criminal Groupie Andrew for this week's suggestion. If anyone has an idea for a theme for a future show, please email us at smoothcriminalchannel at gmail.com. So that's it for another week. And remember, don't get hit by, don't get struck by a smooth criminal. C is for cookie, that's good enough for me. C is for cookie, that's good enough for me. C is for cookie, that's good enough for me. Oh, cookie, cookie, cookie starts with C.